Reporting in progress. Okay, up to the bottom of Daf Kufyud Gimel Amid Beis. The Gemara says, "Machriz Rava Vitimer Rav Huna Rava." Some say Rav Huna announced, "Disokin Leelu Denachas Latata." Those that are going from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, from Eretz Yisrael Babel, should know the following halacha: I buy Yisrael the other Sadus Lakuti Voitavamine. That if a Jew is summoned to a non-Jewish court and he's asked to testify against the Jew. And he testifies against a Jew in a non-Jewish court. They'll excommunicate you. Now, the problem is, what? what now the question: What does this mean? It's not you're not going to be excommunicated because you testified against the Jew. You're allowed to testify against the Jew. The problem was that in the non-Jewish courts, they did not administer laws like the Yidden. They would take it that one aide would testify, and they would say that's enough. Now, in Jewish court, that's not allowed. So you're testifying against a Jew, and as an Eid Echad, they're going to rely on your Eidus, and they're going to take money away from another Yid unlawfully. And therefore, in order to, therefore, you're not allowed to testify if you're going to be the sole cause. If there's two aid, then that's fine. But one aid is not allowed. The Gemara says, My timer, because they take money out of Pumadachad based on the, a single witness. And therefore, by you testifying, you're causing money, taking the yid against, uh, against Allah. But this is only true if you're one witness. Two witnesses can testify because two witnesses, because then the Kutim are following Jewish law. As long as it's the same as Jewish law, we don't have a problem. And even one A that we said it's an issue, that's only true in a village court where they would actually take out money based on a single witness. But based on a government court, the government courts and the Kutim would act the same as the Jews. And they would accept a single Eidus not to take away money, but they would use a single Eidus, they would accept it in order to be Mechai Veshvua. That if a single witness would testify, they wouldn't take money based on it, but they would make him swear, which is the same as Jewish law. And therefore, a single witness can testify in front of a government court as well. The Gemara continues. We ask the following question. The question is, can a single witness, if he's a chash of a person, can he testify by the kutim? Now, on the one hand, they are going to take money out of... Meaning, even the government courts, if he's a chash of a person, they would rely on it to take the money. So that's against halacha. So for he shouldn't testify. Perhaps, because he's a chash of a person, he can't avoid it. If he's summoned to court, if it's a regular guy, the guy can say, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't remember, whatever. A chash of a person can't do that. Therefore, he has no choice. He must testify. So the question is whether, he can, uh, whether he's allowed to testify or not. Teku, we're not sure. If a Jew sells uh, sells land um, that's neighboring a Jew, but he sells the land to a guy, so he sells, he's living next to a Jew, and he sells his land to a guy. So now the, his Jewish neighbor is now, because of his sale, is now neighbors with a guy. We excommunicate him for this. Not allowed to do that. Now, why not? My timer. There's a concept called Dina Bar Mitzvah, which is that you're supposed to that you're not supposed to buy a property, you're supposed to let the, the person who owns the neighboring property, you're supposed to give him the right of first refusal. So maybe the issue, the reason why we're not, we don't allow you to sell it to a guy is because you should have allowed the Jew who lives next door to buy it. But the problem is that's not true. Because you're allowed to sell it to a guy, and there's no problem with Dina Bar Mitzvah. Dina Bar Mitzvah is more of an issue on the buyer. The buyer is not allowed to buy it. He's supposed to give the neighbor a chance. It's not It's not the seller's issue. It's more the buyer's issue. It's a rabbinic enactment. 
Therefore, if the buyer is a guy, we don't care. The goyim don't have to keep those halachas. So, what is the issue with a Jew selling his land to a guy? So the Gemara says, El li Because the neighbor could say, you put a line by my border, meaning goyim are not as particular and worried about certain things that we are. They'll have animals that are a little wild coming up to the fence. They'll play music on Yom Toivim. They're, they're going to affect us. It's going to affect us negatively, and therefore you shouldn't have sold it. And Mishamtinoli, therefore, as a punishment, we excommunicate you until you accept upon yourself to pay compensation for any monetary loss that that guy neighbor might have. I mean, let's say the guyish neighbor is going to have his animals uh, on the loose, and it's going to cause you to have to put up a fence, which a Jew would never do, but a guy don't care as much. So now you cost you a fence, so now that guy has to pay, and we're going to put him a cherem until he accepts the responsibility to pay. Okay. As we said in the previous Mishnah, people that collect taxes and customs were Ganovim. So, this tax collector takes away your donkey, but he feels bad, so he gives you another donkey. So the question is, that donkey that you're getting is a stolen donkey, because it's from the tax collector. The question is, can you keep it? The halach is yes. Or if they, compens- they confiscate a garment and then give you a replacement, you can keep it. Why? Because we assume the bailim automatically are miyayish, meaning when the tax collectors who are ganovim, when they take it, there's an assumed yish. Then when they give it to you, it's yish rashina rishus, and therefore it's koina. And that's why you're allowed to keep these items. Hamatzel min hanor. If you rescue something from a river, a min or from troops, a min alistim, or from bandits, im nesiyashu abaylum If the owners are miyayish, then it's yours. A little bit of a contradiction to what we just said. Before we said there's an assumed yish, and now we said, well, if they're miyayish, if you hear the miyayish, but the point is, if they're miyayish, you can keep them. The Gemara will analyze that in a second. Then the Gemara says, Similarly, if you find uh, a beehive, and beehives, they wanted to keep the beehives. We're trying to get rid of it, but they wanted to keep it for the honey. So, if the original owners have already given up, you can keep it. If, let's say, you find a beehive and you want to return it, if there's a woman or a child, although they're posseledus, if they say that we saw the beehive coming from that person's property, that's where it came from. So then, the swarm of bees came from there, so then you, uh, we listen to them. The Gemara is going to ask, why should we listen to them? They're not kosher edus. The Gemara will analyze this. If, let's say, a person's beehive, his bees swarm into someone else's property, you're allowed to go into his property without permission to get the beehive. But, but if you cause damage by going into his property, then you have to pay for the damage. Now, let's say all your bees are on, uh, uh, build a beehive on his in his tree, you're not allowed to cut off a branch of his tree without permission and then pay him back. You're not allowed to do that. says you're allowed to cut off the tree without permission. As we're going to see, it was one of the takanas of Yeshua ben Nun that if your beehive goes into someone else's property and they're resting on the tree, you're allowed to cut off the branch and pay him back. Okay. Says the Gemara Tana, Im Our Mishnah said that if the custom collector gave you a donkey, you can keep it. But the Brisa says you have to return it. Why? This Brisa, which disagrees with our Mishnah, feels that Yish is not Kaina, and therefore, in order to have Kenyan, it's not just Yish and Shin Rishus, you need a Shinoi Maisa. Therefore, when you're given this donkey, 
It's stolen property and it's not yours, you have to return it. So this Brysa disagrees with the Mishnah and requires you to return the donkey. Ikadamri, some have a different version, and they say, This version of the Brysa is not the Brysa disagrees that you have to return it, it's that if you want to, you could. What do I mean? My This Brysa agrees that you're actually kind of the donkey and you could keep it. So what does it mean that you could return it? If a person says, I know I can keep it, but it's disgusting for me to keep someone else's property, it's he's a tzaddik, then you don't return it to the tax collector, he's a gun if you return it to the original owner. Okay. So he said in the Mishnah that you can keep the donkey from the tax collector because it is an assumed yish, because he's a thief. So Ravashi when is there an assumed yish by a goyish a thief? Because I'm not going to get it back. I've listed Yisrael. But if let's say it's a Jewish thief, you were stolen, you were robbed by a Jew, then like there's no assumed yish. Why? Because you say I'll, I'll take him to Bezdin. By a goyim, I'm not going to get it back. But by a Jew, if a Jew's a gone, if you say I'm not going to be miyish, I'll take him to Bezdin. Master of Yosef, of Yosef's other rabbi, I actually think it's the opposite. Ibchon Mestaber, I become the dainer begiti lo miyayish. Yisrael kimen damer meimer miyayish. He actually says, I think it's the opposite. I think if it's a goyish robber, you're not going to be miyayish because you'll be like, I'll take him to court and they'll send him to Rikers, so I'll get it back. A Jewish ganef, I'm going to take him to Bezdin, so Bezdin's going to send him and say, you have to give it back. He's not going to care. He's not going to lose the Bezdin. Bezdin has less power, and therefore I'm more miyayish by a Jew of ever getting it back than by a guy. So it's a different version. So the Gemara says, Ali itmar, itmar. Rather, if he said this, this is what he meant to say. Min min halistim. So he said in the Mishnah that if you if you saved it from bandits, if the Bailum are miyayish, meaning we originally said that there's an assumed yish, and then the Mishnah said in line later, if the Bailum miyayish, only if. I thought there's an assumed yish. The answer is, The answer is to that. By a guy, the first line of the Mishnah that said the average Ganif, there is an assumed Yish, that's by a Goyish Ganif. When it says, if you're Miyayish, but there's no assumed Yish, that's by a Jewish Ganif. Okay. Tanan Hasam, Mishnah says like this We've had this before. We have this before, and that is that we know that for a Kli to be Roy in the Makabal Tuma, to be uh, able to become Tum, it has to be finished, the finished product. Now, sometimes you'll have a piece of hide. So if you want to use it as a mat, it's finished. If you want to process it further, it's not finished. Well, who decides that? The owner. So, hides of a regular person. If he decides that he's done, that's the mat, and it's makabal done. But if, let's say, he's someone who works with, he's a tanner, he works with hide, then even if he thinks he's done, it's not, it's not really done. Why? Because if a guy were to come in and say, I'd like to buy it from you, he'd process it. So his thought is not really as finite. What about a goslin? A goslin steals hide, and then he decides that he wants it to be a mat. Shall goslin ain't machshamatamasan? No good. Why? Because a goslin, which is someone who steals openly, there's no yish. So if it's not his, why? Because you say, I know who it is. I'll take him to court. But Michel ganif, but a ganif who steals privately, secretly, machshamatamasan, there is yish, and therefore he's the owner. He's 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 kaine with Yish, and therefore, Machshava mitamasan. He is the. Uh... By the way, the Gemara earlier discussed the fact that this is Machshava Yish on his own is kaine. We had that before, but Bekitzer, this Brisa feels that a Gazlan, there's no Yish, there's no Stam Yish, there's no Sud Yish, but a Ganaf there is. Rav Shimon I'm Rav Shimon says the exact opposite. Shall Gazlan by a Gazlan Machshava mitamasan by a Gazlan I think there's an assumed Yish. 
So there's a machloikas or Shimon and the Tanakama. Everyone agrees is only assumed Yish by one of them. The Tanakama feels is assumed Yish by a Ganav, not a Gazlin. Rav Shimon says Gazlin, not a Ganav. Amar Ula, machloikas bestam. When is the machloikas by assumed Yish? But if let's say you heard the person say, Ami, I should call Yish Kani. Everyone agrees there's Yish. Rabbi disagrees. There's no Biyadu and Nami machloikas. Rabbi disagrees. Even if you heard, according to Rashi, even if you heard him say he's Miyayish, the Tanakama doesn't really believe it by a Goslin. Why? Because in the back of his mind he says, I know who it is, I'm going to take it back. He said he didn't really buy it. So, they argue about Ghana for Goslin. Then Raula says, if you heard he's Miyayish, everyone agrees he's Miyayish in all situations. And Rabbi disagrees, he says, no, the same Achleikas is by assumed or even declared Yish. Don't argue with Ula. The Mishnah kind of sounds like him. Why? What did the Mishnah say? Again, the Mishnah said, there's, the, Ula said that there's a Machlaikas by assumed Yish. But if you heard he's Miyayish, he's Miyayish. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said that Lefisha Loi Nisiyayishu Abaylam. That, yeah, that Rav Shimon in the Mishnah said that the hides. By a Ganif, there's no Yish. Because you didn't hear he's Miyayish. But if you heard he's Miyayish, there is Yish. So you see that if a person declares Yish, it's a Yish in all situations. So Amrlay, no, Anon Lefisha in Yish by Lamasisa. Change the Girsa. Rabba said to Abaya, my Girsa is different. I heard, not because we heard, we didn't hear this Yish, because there is no such thing as Yish. Fine. The Gemara continues. Tanan, not So our Mishnah said, we have Machloikas, Tanakam, and Shimon. Whether there's assumed Yish, each one agrees there's only assumed Yish by one. Tanakam says assumed Yish by Ganav, not Gazlin. Rishimin says Gazlin, not Ganav. What did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah said that if you get a donkey that's from a tax collector, now a tax collector is a Gazlin, because everyone knows he's a Ganav, but he's openly stealing. Then the Mishnah said if you get a, if you get a garment from a Ganav, so you have Gazlan and Ganav in the Mishnah. What do the Mishnah say? You can keep it, because assumed Yish. This Mishnah holds as assumed Yish by a Ganav and a Gazlan. So who is that like? It's not like Rav Shimon, it's not like the Rabbonah. The Rav Shimon and the Rabbonah both agree there's only Yish by one of them. Our Mishnah says there's Yish by both. So the Gemara says, money. Who's the author of our Mishnah? I Rabbonah and Kasha Gazlan, I Rav Shimon and Kasha Ganav. Now, according to Ula, Ula says the whole Machlaikis is by assumed. Our Mishnah says there's Yish by both. So who is that like? It's not like anybody. Now, according to Ula, it could be according to everybody, if you heard there's Yish. Because Ula said the whole Machlaikis is by assumed Yish, but if you heard there's Miyayish, it's Yish by both. So, Bishlam, Ula, Dharma, Biyadu, Akani, Hachanam, Biyadu, Adibri, Akol, El, Rabba, Dharma, Biyadu, Anam, Machlaikis, Hamani, Le, Rabban, Le, Rav, Shimon. According to Rabba, that our Mishnah, according to Rabba, that even if you hear there's Yish, there's no Yish, there's only Yish by one of them. So, who is our Mishnah like? Our Mishnah said that there's Yish by a Gazlan and a Ganev. That's not like anybody. So the Gemara says, when the Mishnah said listim, it's not a Ganav. You know what listim really is? An armed Ganav, which is a Gazlan. Meaning, our Mishnah was talking exclusively about Gazlanim. Two cases of Gazlanim. But listim is doing Rav Shemini. So why does the Mishnah give two cases if they're both saying the same thing? The answer is Trey Gavni Gazlan. Two different types of Gazlanim. But our Mishnah is exclusively talking about a Gazlan. And therefore it follows Rav Shemin that by a Gazlan there's assumed Yish. Tashima, another proof, the Mishnah says Haganif v'Hagazlin v'Anis. You have a Ganif and a Gazlin. Hegdish and Hegdish. Whatever they steal, they can make Hegdish. Uchumas and Truma, and they could separate Truma, Meiser and Meiser, and they could say, meaning they're the owners. Why? Because of Yish. So you see that there's an assumed Yish by Ganif and a Gazlin. 
Who is that like? Now, according to Ula, it could be, according to everybody, if you heard their Miyayish. But according to Rabbah, it's not like anybody. Because this equates a Ganef and a Gazlan together. The Gemara says, money. Answer is the same answer. When it says Ganef and Goslin, it doesn't mean a Ganef as in someone who steals privately. It means someone's an armed Ganef, which is Goslin. When so it says Goslin and Ganef, it means Goslin and Goslin. The Gemara says, So why does the Mishnah give two cases? The answer is three Gavni Goslin. Or Iba Yisim, another answer. What was the problem? The problem is we have Rishim and the Rabban argue about whether there's assumed Yish. One says there is by Ganef, not Gazlan. One says Gazlan, not Ganef. Our Mishnah implies that there's assumed Yish by both. So the, another answer, Iba Yisim, Hamasis and Rebbe, he, our Mishnah follows Rebbe. The town of the Bryce is Rebbe, and that is Titania, Rebbe, Oimer, Ganef, Kigazlan. Rebbe says a Ganef and a Gazlan are the same. So therefore, you are looking for an author who equates a Ganef and a Gazlan. It's Rebbe. Go to the next page. The Kaimalan, Kigazlan, Kerushimen. We paskin that Rebbe means a Gazlan like Rabshimen, that a Ganef and a Gazlan are both treated like a Gazlan, like Rabshimen, that there's an assumed Yish. Gufa, let's analyze Rebbe's opinion. Rebbe said, Rebbe Oimer, Oimer, Ani Ganef, Kigazlan. That he holds that a Ganef and a Gazlan are the same. Now, does that mean they're the same that there's both no Yish, or the same that they're both is assumed Yish? Yes or no? They're both the same. There's no check in X. They're both the same. Does it mean check, check, or XX? So the Gemara says, So the question is, what does Rebbe hold? Does Rebbe hold that there's Yish by both, or there's Yish by neither? So we're going to bring the proofs that we just had, try to attempt to answer it, and, and respond the same way we did five minutes ago. The Mishnah said that if you get a garment from a Ganif, and you get a donkey from a tax collector who's a goslin, there's assumed Yish by both. There's Yish by both. So who's the author? Oh, it could be Rebbe. If Rebbe holds that the both are the same, that there's Yish by both, then he could be the author of our Mishnah. Money. If you hold that Rebbe holds that a Ganif and the Gazan are the same, that there's no Yish by both, then who's the author of our Mishnah? It can't be Rebbe, it can't be Rishimin, it can't be the Rabbanon, because this Mishnah says a Ganif and a Gazan is assumed Yish. So the answer is what we had before. The answer is when the Mishnah says that there's a Ganif and a Gazan is Yish, it doesn't mean a Ganif. It means an armed Ganif, which is a Gazan. So doesn't that mean the Mishnah is giving you two examples of a Gazan? The answer is Trey Gavni Gazan. Yes, two different types of Gazan. Tashima, another proof, same thing, and we're going to reject it with saying that it's talking about an armed bandit, which is a different type of Gazan. It says that a Ganef and a Gazlin could separate Shuma from what they had because they're the owners. Why? Because of Yish. That means that there's an assumed Yish by a Ganef and a Gazlin. Now, if Rebbe holds that a Ganef and a Gazlin is saying that there's the Yish by both, he's the author. But if you hold that Rebbe holds a Ganef and a Gazlin is saying there's no Yish, our mission, then this is not like anybody. It's not like Rebbe, not like Rabban, not like Shimon. Money. Irabban kasha gazin, Rishim kasha ganef. Yeah, Bishlam ganef ki gazin, Rishim ko am Bishlam hachi kani. Liam ganef gazin, Rabban on hamani. The answer is when it says ganef and a gazin, it doesn't mean a ganef and a gazin. It means an armed ganef, i.e., a gazin, a gazin and a gazin. The list of mizuiv Rav Shimon, he hachi hainu gazin, trey gavni gazin. Okay. Amalei Ravashi the Rabba Ravashi. Again, we're asking the same question, which is according to Rebbe, he equates a ganef and a gazin. The question is, does he equate them that there's Yish by both, or does he equate them that there's no Yish by either? So what did Rebbe say to the Rev Shimon, his son? 
Toshimad Demasi, Rebbe, Lur of Shimbre, Lloyd of Shishbachrayas Mamish, Elapilu Parav, the Kharishba, Chamor, Umachamar Akhrav, Chaim Lahaksim, and Kavravim. That we said in the Mishnah that if a person steals a laptop and he leaves it for his children, his children can keep it because it's Yush. But if he leaves a cow, they have to return it because of Kivrav Aim, because it's, it's not going to be respectful. What does that show you? That if not for Kivrav Aim, the kids can keep it. Why? Because of Yush. So you see that Rebbe holds. That's Rebbe talking. You see, Ganaf and Gazan, there's Yush by both. Not that there's no Yush. There's always Yush. And that's why you can keep it if not for Kivrav Aim. Time of Kivravim, Halav, Kavravim, Loi. Shmamina, Rebbe, Gazlin, Kirav, Shimon, Kaamar, Shmamina. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, if you find a swarm of bees, if you know the owner has given up, then you can keep it. Why do you mention swarm of bees more than anyone else? If you have a swarm of bees, then if you hear the owner's miyayish, good, if not, not. So list every item. My v'chein, why are you listing bees specifically? So the answer is, The ownership of a beehive is only rabbinic, because the truth is, bees fly away. So it's really hefker. The rabbis made it that you could own a bee, and you could own bees. That wherever they rest, for that moment, it's yours. The whole Kenyan of bees is only Durabonim. So therefore you might think because the whole Kenyan is Durabonim, because it's only a rabbinic ownership. What do the Mishnah say? If you hear the owners, then you could keep it. If not, not. There is no Stam Yish, according to, we're talking about Jewish Ganovim. The Chiddush is that although ownership is only Durabonim, you might think that there should be assumed Yish. Don't worry. Because the whole ownership is only Durabonim. We won't be so so tough. The answer is no. It's treated like any other any other item. Kamash Then the Mishnah said that if a woman or a child say they saw where the bees came from, we listen to them. So the Gemara says, the So why are we listening to them? The cases where the owner is chasing after the bees. So you see an owner chasing after the bees, and he says, Where is it? And they said, it's called Mesiyah Vitumah. Mesiyah Vitumah means that they're not testifying in court. They're just talking in casual conversation. There's a certain belief system to that because it's not like they know to lie. So you have an owner running, he says, did you see where the bees go? And they're like, oh, we just saw it go over there. They didn't know that the guy was, they didn't know there was Eidos, they didn't know anything, they're just uh, talking. That's when we believe them. So now, you see that a, a woman and a child if they're Mesiyach Levitumai, we accept it regarding a lost object. So Amr Ravashi, Ravashi disagrees. He says, Ein Mesiyach Levitumai, Kasher Al Eidus Yishbava. Mesiyach Levitumai will only work for Aguna issues. For Aguna issues, Chazal wanted to be lenient and we will accept Mesiyach Levitumai. The guy says, oh yeah, I saw that guy, he died. Then we'll accept it. But non not Aguna, we're not going to accept it. Amr Levitumai, Ravashi, Veloi, Hanachil Shodvar Mesiyach Levitumai. Well, isn't, isn't our Mishnah where the, the the beehive where they just said in casual conversation, we believe them. You said we only accept casual conversation statements for Aguna. This is not an Aguna we accepted. The answer The answer is we only accept it by bees because you can only own bees rabbinically. The whole thing is Durabonan. When it's a Kenyan Durabonan, well, the whole thing is Durabonan, we'll accept Mesiyach Lefitumai. When it's a Deraisa thing, when it's an Indian Deraisa, then we do not accept the Mesiyach Lefitumai except for Agunas. So when it comes to Durabonan, we accept it, not Deraisa. So the Gemara says, Deraisa, Lord, we don't accept Mesiyach Lefitumai casual conversation for Deraisa concepts. The Gemara says, we don't accept it for Deraisa concepts. Hold on one second.
the Gemara says we don't accept it for the Raisa concepts. Really? Wait a minute. Ha'omer Rabbi Yehuda Meshmuel, didn't Rabbi Yehuda Meshmuel say, didn't Rabbi Yehuda Meshmuel say, you had a person who was just talking. He wasn't there's was casual conversation. But he says He says, I remember when I was a kid, I was on my father's shoulders. They took me out of yeshiva. They changed my clothing. They dipped me in the mikvah and then they gave me truma. I remember this. I'm, he's not uh, testifying in court. He said, I remember when I was a kid. They took me out of out of yeshiva. I had to go to the mikvah and they gave me truma. And Rukhanina used to conclude the report, the Khaver Badil many used to say that my friends would always avoid me because of Tumma. But you carry nice yoichalchala. And they would call me Yoicha and the Khala eater. So he's obviously it's an it's an Aidus, but he, he was talking about the fact that he's a Kayan. The Alei Reb Lekun Al Piv, and Rebbe accepted him as a Kayan. Now, being a Kayan is derisa concept. It's eating truma, so you see that Mesiyah of Itumai can be can be accepted even for biblical concepts. The answer is no. But truma derabbanan, Rebbe only accepted him for rabbinic truma, not to allow him to eat truma derisa, but to allow him to eat truma derabbanan. Vakati derisa loy. Wait, you're telling me that we don't accept casual speech for biblical concepts? The kiosa Reb Dimi Omer did Reb Dimi said Reb Chano Kartig Nav Ami Lor Vacha Kartig Nav Mishtoi. I once heard someone say, Ben Levi, that a person came before Yeshua Ben Levi. Someone say in front of Rebbe. There was a young boy who was saying the following story. Him and his mother were taken captive. And a big concern with taking captive is that the, the captors would violate her, making her puzzle kahuna. But he said, He said, whenever I would go out to draw water, I would always watch my mother, make sure that they didn't touch her. Look at Eitzim, meaning I always watch her. He didn't say it as an Eitzim, he was just talking. Rebbe said she's Kashla Kahuna because of this. So you see, that's a biblical concept. And yet, Rebbe's accepting a Messiah. The answer is, The answer is, it's not like we knew that she was every captive. The Isser of a captive to marry a Kayin is a rabbinic Isser. It's not like you know that they're violated. There's a concern. Therefore, because the whole thing is their Abana, we'll accept them. Had it been a Deraisa, we wouldn't. Okay. The Gemara says, Tanya, Rabbi Shemobar, I told you that Rabbi Shemobar, that you're allowed to cut off a beehive and pay the person without permission. That was Takana of Yeshua ben Nun. He says, Tanai Bezdenu, it's one of the Tanai Bezden, that if your beehive went on your friend's branch, you can cut it off to save your beehive and pay him. And the owner of the branch takes payment from the swarm of uh, bees. When they sell the bees, they get paid. Tanai Bezdenu, another stipulation of the court in order to keep society going, that if I'm walking with a bottle of wine, which is not so expensive, and you have a bottle of honey, and your bottle breaks, you could take my bottle of wine, spill it out, fill it with honey, save your honey, and I'll and, and, and pay me for the bottle, for the wine. Tonight, Bez, and a third one, she let's say you see that your donkey, you need a donkey, you need flax, and your donkey is carrying cheap wood, you could take the wood off my donkey, put your flax on it, all of these are Tanayim of Yeshua ben Nun. Zak the Mishnah, Hamakir Kelov Usvarav Biaracher. Let's say I recognize. So you have Shimon. Shimon goes over to Ruvain and he says, "I recognize that I have books. That you have books of mine, and you have Kelim of mine in your house." And so normally you say, "Well, okay, maybe he bought it." But there's also a report. Again, Shimon goes over to Reuben and he says, those books are mine. And there's a report that everyone knows about that Shimon's items were stolen. So, 
in such a situation, then, so what's the concern? The concern is that Reuven, who has it in his possession, not that he stole it, but he bought it from someone who stole it from Shimon. So you know what the halacha is? Shimon swears that it's his, and how much, and uh, he, he, he gets the item. I'm sorry. Yeshava lelekeach kama noisan v'yitol. I'm sorry. Reuven gives the item to Shimon, but he swears how much he spent on it, and Shimon will pay Reuven for the items. Vimlav, but if he refuses, if there's no report of theft, then lav kolimena. Then you can't just claim it. Because maybe you didn't. Uh, this is this whole thing is that you're you're claiming that it was stolen. Maybe you sold it and you have charata. But if there's a report of theft, then we'll accept your uh, your statement. So the Gemara Sakasha, who cares that there's a report of that? Maybe you should be worried that he actually sold it, and now he's he's the one who made the rumor because he has charata. The case is where people came to his house at night and he started screaming in the middle of the night, they stole from me, they stole from me. So that's probably backing up the story that he was robbed. So the Gemara says, well, that, that's, that, that, that doesn't make it, that, maybe, he, maybe he, he, the whole thing's a scam. So the Gemara says, The case is where people came to his house to stay at night and then the next morning, there's a tunnel under his house, which means they tunneled out. And, and people see them leaving the tunnel with items on their shoulders. It's, it's like 100% that he was stolen from. And everyone said that he was stolen from. So because of this, and then he claims that those are the items, we believe him. So the Gemara says, He claims that, the, that he was robbed Kalim and Svarim. Maybe they only stole the Kalim, meaning how do you know they stole everything he claims? People reported that they stole from him Kalim and Svarim. So the Gemara says, well, Maybe they stole other books. They just said, people said they stole books. So he claims it's those books. Maybe it's different books. They, people in the, in the report, people claimed those books, they actually named the item, the books itself are stolen. The Dilma have an Well, I understand that they're claiming those Harry Potter books were stolen. And those are Harry Potter books. But maybe those that's a newer edition. And he had an older edition that was stolen. The cases where people saying those are the books that were stolen. Not just that those are he was robbed from an entire they said those are the books that were stolen. And the fact that he's claiming it is enough. Now the Gemara is one last cash one with this. You tell me the case is that the report is that people stole from him and left in a tunnel. I thought if you go into someone's, if you tunnel into someone's house, you're high of Misa. If you're high of Misa, then you don't have to pay for money. So why you have to pay? I thought if you tunnel to someone's house, it's Kimli Deramine. The answer is, That's only true if you tunneled into someone's house because then you put yourself in danger because he could kill you. But over here, where they, they, the case is they went to his house to stay for the night. They left in a tunnel. There is no Kim of and therefore you have to pay. That's the halacha. We'll stop here.